Hello, everyone. Welcome to this new installment of the All New 52 podcast. I am your host, Joe Schremer, and across from me is my good buddy, Caleb Bunn. Hello, hello. And we talk about comics on this podcast, from the new to the old, to something that I thought came out in the mid-2000s, which is our favorite era. But no, it was like 2015, 2016. I would say the art, which we'll get into it, is a couple years behind from when it was published. Yeah. Purely from looking at it, I don't think that's a, uh, a weird a weird like analysis yeah, to, yeah. to make. We're going to be talking about Green Lantern Corps, Lost Army. Caleb, I already have a bit of trivia for you. They Ooh, added fun. the core in the trade. It was just Green Lantern in the original. I guess that makes sense. You want to differentiate it from like, yeah, you think it has a subtitle already. Yeah, you think Green Lantern, though, like you have two types of Green Lantern books. You have ones with Hal Jordan and then you have good ones. So <laughs> you want to make sure that people know which one they're getting. <laughs> Maybe maybe the the initial uh, floppy run was the like the test market, and they're like, "Oh, we can get, we can definitely do better in the in the trade selling." Yeah, but they didn't get my money. I went to the library. Yeah, I I t- just today I picked up a, a comic. We'll be talking about in a couple weeks. Cool. So yeah, Green Lantern Corps Lost Army, written by Colin Bunn and with pencils by Jesus Size and three other people that aren't on the cover for some reason. <laughs> we'll get into that. Yeah. I guess like it's one of those things where eventually after like the third shift, I just kind of gave up on keeping up with who was trying who I guess size drew most of this. He drew, he drew a majority of it. He okay. had assistance in the third issue and then he was absent from the fourth. Okay. Still weird that he's the only name on this cover. I feel like the color has shifted a couple times too. They did the, the color has shifted a lot, but the, it was the same inkers for the most okay. part. It was me. It was mainly the pencilers doing their own inks. Um, this was a mini series released in between 2015 and 2016. That's a, it's a team book. It's yeah. the Green Lantern core as a group as they are. And they have a mysterious uh, villainous threat with a lot of shenanigans and timey wiminess going on uh, past villains who I don't recognize and a lot of color shifting, a lot of Green Lantern lore built into this. Yeah. You need a lot of Green Lantern knowledge going into this. I feel to get the most out of it. We'll talk. About that. Do you want to add any more to the plot synopsis? Uh, Yeah, they get thrown into a time before our universe and they have to fight their way out and they run into some old villains who came before that time, but they're not villains now. And then at the end, they find out who may be responsible for this. We're going to have more slander if you guys (laughs) like the... uh, the, (laughs) They get all (laughs) Hal Jordan, but we'll get there. (laughs) I don't know. If someone got mad at me for saying that, I think I would have a good time because I'd finally have met someone who likes Hal Jordan. They gotta exist, right? I mean... I think they all died out when Jon Stewart was invented. Did they? Because he came back. Like, Jeff Johns and his his friends all like seem to like keeping all those old second generation heroes around. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't want to commit too much slander on here because I'm not... I, I don't That's feel my like... Job. I don't feel like I'm a big enough Green Lantern fan to like truly commit to this bit, but because like I don't actually really care whether or not Hal's in a book. It's just I like every other Green Lantern more. For also speaking, if Hal if Hal Lantern, <laughs> if Hal Jordan had been the Green Lantern of the Justice League show that we watch, we'd probably be Hal Jordan fans. Yeah, but I won't like Green Lantern as much. Yeah, because John's just a better character. <laughs> so let's get into the art. <laughs> Of this book. As Caleb alluded to earlier, Jesus Size's art is already not that good and up to like 
quality of that of this era. That's not even where I was getting. I think it's just an older style. I don't feel like he's really he really adapted to kind of that new 52 look, which and we've talked about several new 52 books on here. I don't want to act like all those artists were just doing the same thing, especially like when we read Green Arrow, because that artist was doing something completely different. Oh, and it was amazing. But there was a look at the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't want to... There, like, there's always a house style. Yeah, and I'm not saying this is any better or worse. It was just for the time, it didn't line up with that house style. This is Rebirth era, though. Oh, well, that's even worse because that's not even up to date with New 52. <laughs> but also, then once again, is it bad or is it just outdated? I think it's like... can It, it can be outdated and bad. It can be an outdated style that is also bad, which is where I'm leaning towards the majority of this art. I think it's fine. It's, it's, just, not, it's not insulting art for the majority of it. Yeah. There comes a shift about midway through this mini series where we get a completely different ink, inker and penciler in. And dear God, it's it's like the shift from going from Bagley's art in uh, Fantastic Four to the other guy that drew FF. Yeah. But it's not two separate comics. <laughs> it's the same comic. Well, and if and if you'll recall back on that episode, I didn't mind that guy's art. It's just that, like, they were so different. Well, it's jarring going back and forth between that. And that's fine. That's a collection thing of this is how they're deciding to tell this story. This is issue four of six. You know, with the whole consistency conversation, which is something we come back to a lot, my, my thing is this. There are two things. Either one, if someone has a very unique style, like All-Star, or Drew All-Star Superman, Frank, Frank Quietly. Quietly. So one, if someone has like a very distinct style, like a Frank Quietly, and then you get someone else, that can be a rough transition. However, you can account for that by either finding a like-minded artist or swerving completely separate. Mm -hmm. Or two, it's nice when you can get that consistent art, but as long as it's all house style, even if it looks different, Okay, I'm used to that by now. Yeah, I've read no. enough month to month comics that that's just normal. Plenty of there's plenty of uh, Suicide Squad that I've read in trades where like, you know, individual story arcs will stay the same and then they'll shift for a different yeah. art, artist for a little bit. But it's the same house style, so it doesn't bug me. I'll notice something's up after a minute where like someone's face will get drawn a lot differently at first. Or when I was reading Amazing Spider-Man month to month, everybody was taking off weeks during the during that weekly run that was that book. But this is a mini series, man. Well, is like, it like yeah, it was a mini series. Okay, but it's still coming out monthly. It's still yes. being produced. It's still being produced. Like it's not like a prestige title. It's still being produced like a ongoing. Yeah, I just don't think that the shift is that bad. In I this. think it is. I think it's like much worse, especially the flashback stuff. Oh, man. Well, the flashback stuff can be different because it's a flashback. But it wasn't before. Now, I do wish that... <laughs> that's the thing. I wish the flashback stuff had been consistently it different. It wasn't different before. That's what makes it even weirder. But no, I just... You know, it's it's a thing. I don't... I, I think it's completely value neutral. If it is a problem, then it's a problem with all of comics that I have learned to get over. 
Oh, I'm never going to get over it. It, big is two comics. it is going to be my hill that I die on for the for the remainder of this podcast. I appreciate Javier that. Javier Pena was the guy who I hate his art. I appreciate that, man. But it's not like we're reading the the Tom King, uh, Mike Gerard's Mr. Miracle. And then there's a shift in like epi- issue like seven of that. That would be a problem. That's also a miniseries, though. They did this. They, it was consistent yes, the way but through. That was a prestige miniseries that from the get go was 12 issues. This was from the get go six. But it keeps I did the my story, Googling. But no, it keeps the story going. They don't have a resolution to this. So they clearly were like yeah. testing the waters as an ongoing. Yeah. This is like how Monkey Prince was a limited series. And now they took the of blank off. And now it's just limited series. Issue six, issue seven. <laughs> whenever it doesn't start to sell well yeah which means it's an ongoing i feel like while this has the moniker of a mini series i can still treat it like an ongoing in the way that i look at the art i just listen it's not it's not good enough for me to get upset over that that's my thing it's not it's not it's not like a I'll jerk off Bagley some more because I love him. It's not like I went from Bagley to some other guy for like two issues and then came back to Bagley. I just, it just hurts me. It's a the comic is a, is like a mostly visual median, and to have like the mostly visual part of it be so bad sometimes, and then to get worse for like a month. I can't wait till you inevitably get your editorial job at DC and you can fix all these problems. <laughs> you can somehow get I all fire everyone. <laughs> you can somehow get all of these artists to turn in their pages on time. <laughs> that shall be my job. And writers to turn in their scripts on time. Let's not all pretend it's just the artist's fault. Nick Spencer. <laughs> Is that you somewhere right here? Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, forget DC. I just so that I can see you. Like go from uh from brown hair to gray in a week. I want you to edit the Spider Man office. <laughs> They're monthly now. Hey, Ramita Junior's been packing it in for however long he can. Hey, say what you want about his art, but he is a professional. Yeah, so so is everybody in this book. They got paid, thus making them a professional. Anyways, off of the art, Caleb. Let's go into positives. Uh, the Green Lanterns are cool. Like the. I, I love the Green Lanterns. I think they're really creative. I like that you get to see all these different cool alien races and stuff. And this has three, uh, four different alien races in the core team. Mm-hmm. Um, they're characters who are really simple, play, painted very broadly. So their designs and their like alien powers are carrying a lot of this, which I think is an interesting idea. And I don't know too much about Relic or Krona, which are the two villains who get brought in as like past good versions of themselves mm-hmm. but i feel like i got a good understanding of them throughout i'm like i could easily pick this up and read as my first comic and i wouldn't you know as long as i understood the basic you know this is what a green lantern is yeah, I, yeah. I i think i would be able to follow it pretty well i enjoy one john stewart it's always i like seeing him helm a book i don't know i feel i can't I can't say that I feel like he's like characterized any differently because I've never read another comic with him. Like, I don't think so. I don't think I, unless we're talking Injustice where he'll get like two lines, but he's in line with the John that I know with, you know, a couple of flaws. What I really like is someone who I don't like, but every time he shows up in the comic, I like him. Guy Gardner. Yeah. Why, why don't you like Guy? I don't know. He just annoys me. Well, that's the point is he's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, <laughs> 
That's like saying, why don't you like Joffrey? He's doing a good job at his job. Yeah, I don't like him because I don't like him. Oh, I love characters who are just annoying. I think those characters are great. And especially because like Guy isn't always wrong here. Oh, he's like right every single time he says something in this. I'm sorry, I'm like, I like you. Um and it, like I, I do feel like they find that balance really well. They pair them off with Kilowog, which I think is a very uh like a very good way to balance them out. But yeah, I like characters who are just annoying. It works in some sense in some senses. Like it, it's when like I don't see guy on the cover, and then by issue two, he's already made his entrance. I'm like, oh, I was I thought I was free of you this time, but I liked him this time around. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say he takes away from the development of some of these other lanterns but at the same time uh the central development should be on john Mm -hmm. and everything guy does points back to john in a really like compelling way so it's very true uh i think this starts off really well with a like mystery box scenario the cleaners yeah um (laughs) what a lame name for (laughs) it's just a bunch of custodians in space the probers i think is their other name that they're given which is even worse (laughs) But the way the way that unfolds and stuff, I feel like Cullen Bunn does a really good job getting like inciting this incident. This is like 30 different things with the ring, a lot of which I don't like. But I do like the threat of. It seems like it, it's a big enough threat to where the ring being low level means something to me. Where yeah. like they like one of the I don't know what her name was. Um, her, her ring goes dead and yeah. she's about to die and they have to like quick think it's like, oh, oxygen chamber or something yeah which takes john out of the fight because yeah. that's the only thing his ring can do yeah and i i really like i like when they have to think with the ring it's not that was that was my main complaint with far sector where it never really felt like the ring being low on battery meant anything yeah and this gets low a little too often for my taste and what is very short like it seems like these things run out in like 10 hours but i did like the the imminent threat of uh the the ring being a main weakness and you know not the color yellow. <laughs> yeah. I like I I do think the glimpses you see of this universe of when all the what they're called lightsmiths in this universe work together to create like cities made out of light. I think that's really cool. The idea that you can like you can make more with your with your emotional light spectrum than just combat scenarios like tools to use in combat mm-hmm. scenarios it's really cool it's like in uh kingdom come where Hal makes like an entire space station yeah it's the infinite possibility of the green lantern ring that they never really go in do too deep in on yeah yeah so being able to see that even for a minute is really cool mm-hmm. <laughs> caleb just gave me like a shrug <laughs> yeah i mean there's not too much more story here like, no this is a quick six issues you guys see i, I never know how to pronounce his name but the guy the squirrel oh green yeah the squirrel green lantern b hyphen or b comma you see a lot of lot of lanterns that have gotten like depowered for a little bit yeah um and it's fun it's fun they're like dang it i can't use the ring i don't know what anybody's saying <laughs> we're all different <laughs> yeah it does make you, it does make you realize how like man maybe maybe just a couple language courses get these guys <laughs> on, on like esperanto <laughs> or something <laughs> So if this situation happens, I, the Guardian should be smart enough to figure that out. Well, it's the thing, right? In their infinite wisdom and knowledge, they miss stuff. I don't know where I was going with that. Well, I don't I feel know like, enough about the Guardians. Yeah, I feel like the Guardians are never supposed to be these like uh, perfect yeah. <laughs> beings. They're very flawed. Yeah. I mean, 
their uh, their solution to fixing the universe was to create cops. So they're True. obviously flawed. Yeah, I like the comic. Well, yeah. <laughs> 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 the amount of strain it took for you to say that. <laughs> no, you ever start a sentence and then you don't know where you're going with it? <laughs> I heard it just now. <laughs> no, like this is, I think this is a very fun uh, Green Lantern story. And I like seeing, like, you know, it's, we're John fanboys here, but I mm-hmm. like seeing John put at the forefront as a character who doesn't get the attention he deserves. And so. Yeah, I'm not gonna. This isn't a comic to write home about by any means. Um, If we're you know ranking it amongst all the other DC stuff we read, it probably goes somewhere directly in the middle. Yeah, but like that doesn't mean it's bad. That just means that it's not going to be one of the ones I go back to. But it does have problems. So Joe, negatives. I feel like the flashbacks are used very poorly here. They they, (laughs) it's that thing. Where like like kids shows will do this all the time, where it's like, it's like the equivalent of like the PSA at the end of a of a of like a Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog thing, where it's like this is directly correlating to what's going on right now, but it doesn't feel like it adds anything to it. It just feels like filler and fluff to do it, and it's like, oh yes, John was in the army. In case you didn't know, I don't. I think I think they're used extremely poorly. So here's DC's biggest problem: they don't know how to stop starting comic books. They are constantly restarting. One of the problems with that is that there are only so many ways you can tell a new story with a character. And one of the go-tos, and I'm getting kind of tired of it, it's not an inherently bad trope, it's just one I've read way too much of recently. Got to throw you in the middle of this character as a superhero, but we're going to give flashbacks to explain their origin. Heck, that's what Far Sector did, Mm -hmm. and I praised that in Far Sector. But like, eventually... That's a new character. Yeah, and eventually you're just like, oh my god, I get it. He was in the army. At <laughs> least this didn't do the thing where it's like the flashbacks lead to him getting the ring. That yeah. would have been so fresh. But like Ragman did it. Yeah. Green Arrow did yeah. it. <laughs> Batman, Batman did it. Batman New for 52 a while. does that where it's just like it's a new story and then bam, like two trades devoted to an origin. The beginning of Tinian's run does it. Like it's exhausting. It's just one of those things where it's like if you just let the characters progress you wouldn't have to bother with this and also if you made the flashbacks more interesting than he's a soldier doing soldier things you know what's not interesting when you compare it to space lasers and aliens real life war Real life I think my favorite thing where you never see the action. No, you see a guy get shot in the neck, and then John's like, I gotta surrender. My friend's hurt. I'm that, like, no, he is dead. That just makes me sad. <laughs> like Green Lantern dying in space, that makes me sad, but also like cool. I know that's there's gonna be a prison breakout in the next issue. This just makes me sad because that could really happen. <laughs> yeah, that's a downer. And then I really don't feel like John progresses as a character. Like, he just stays kind of static. And then, like, at the end, guy's like, hmm, you're a little too good at lying. Well, I think that's because this story is meant to continue. Yeah. There's no resolution, really. There isn't. They, uh, they, they, get, s- out, they get out of their sicky situation they're in, and then it's just business as usual. Yeah, it gives you, right after it unfolds the mystery box and gives you a nice bunch of big action stuff, gives you a couple of status quo changes with some of the Green Lanterns have different 
rings now. Like uh, one of them is a blue ran- lantern, one of them is a yellow lantern and stuff. That's interesting. But then it gives you a new mystery box with who's at the who's beyond the wall of the universe. Hal Jordan, baby, in a really stupid costume <laughs> with really stupid hair. Man, I like I I do kind of want to keep eventually read more of this just because, like I said, I like John White, but the Green Lantern stories are always at least a little bit interesting. Mm-hmm. But man, sure would love to see a uh, a Green Lantern story without Hal and just it be content with that. Yeah, and it hardly feels like it feels like a flashback almost when they do it. Like it's so devoid of like relevance to the current situation. Then they're just like, hmm, wait a minute. Oh, Jordan. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, the only Green Lantern that matters. <laughs> no, the other two that kind of matter are in this one. Now, in the sense that everything in the universe surrounds this one person. Also, uh, kind of downside of it, I won't fault Cullen Bunn for focusing on this stuff too much because I do think it's a natural place to go with it. But I do like Green Lantern stories that don't focus on like the rings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, just give me a Green Lantern doing a space adventure. Like it doesn't have to be about like the history of the emotional light spectrum before. Yeah, the, universe. The, the light stuff got a little too, like I couldn't tell if it's because I don't know enough about Green Lanterns or if they weren't doing a ju- good job of explaining it enough because people's colors are shifting and they're treating it as a big deal, but you don't, there's no consequences within this comic of these changes. You just get people saying, yeah, I feel different. Yeah. And that, that's about it. Like she's a blue lantern now. Cool. What does that actually mean? Yeah. Uh, how a guy keeps on talking about his red ring. Never see him do anything with it. He doesn't even have it by the end of the book. Well, I think that was a pre-established thing. Yeah, which is an interesting it, so. thing. I would have liked to see it utilized in this. Yeah, and then he also talks about it a lot for it to not be used. And then also, the planet Green Lantern is Mogo. I always forget. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Because of the shenanigans of this book, now controls every light spectrum. So shouldn't that mean he's a it's they are a white lantern now? That's you got how, me. That's how it used to work. But we're in the rebirth <laughs> universe, so I guess it doesn't matter now. You got me. Well, see that that's the other thing, is like, which would I rather read a story about like trying to parse out the rules of this made up space thing? Mm-hmm. Or like they they have to go catch a bad guy. And yeah. They have space rings. So it's like the, of course the latter seems more interesting. It's tying back it back into that lore that I'm not too interested or knowledgeable in where it's like this is getting a little muddied for me yeah we're harping on this comic because i think ultimately the bad stuff about it is more interesting well yeah because i'd say we're both generally positive on it but this is like positive with the caveat of there's nothing like inherently like super interesting about it it's just a decent comic book so the the negatives are just more interesting to talk about. They yeah. usually are, but yeah, well, it's, it's, it's even more apparent in this case. It's also a thing where it's like, depending on your time and where you go into it, this might not, some of these might not be a problem. Mm-hmm. Really tired of this tropey flashback stuff. But you know, if I, we hadn't read green arrow or, uh, or Ragman for the podcast, I probably wouldn't even bring it up. Like it's just, some of these problems are barely even problems. Yeah. But we have a negative section and we must fill it. <laughs> And boy, do we. <laughs> Overall, not a bad read. No, yeah, it's fine. I, would I put it up there on the definitive John Stewart list I got of? 
Boy, I hope not. I hope he has better runs than this to flesh him out as a character. Yeah, I mean, I think he does when he's first introduced. Like the, yeah, all that I stuff, something more modern. Yeah, all that stuff's super interesting. But then it it has to be Hal, the, the Jeff Johns effect. Of, yeah, I'm just going to make the Justice League the characters who were in the comics when I was a kid. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jeff Jones. Not really. Though. You said as if we wouldn't just make it the ones who were in the Justice League when we were kids. No, I like. I think there are more interesting Green Lanterns than. Well, okay. <laughs> I would make it. I would make it Joe Mullen from Far Sector, mm. which is not the one who was for my kid. I, see, I would. I would that Dark Crisis lineup that they revealed. I'd be like, cool, go with that for a little bit. Actually, let's do this right now. Let's let's make a new Justice League. Okay, are we allowed to use? Older characters. Yeah, yeah, sure. Five members. Okay. Five? That's not a lot. Do six. It's always at least six. Okay, six members. I'll do Superboy. Okay. I'll Jonathan do Connor Kent. Kent. Connor Kent. Connor okay. Kent. Not John. John's Superman anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll do I'll do I'll do he he deserves some time in the spotlight. Um, I think Nightwing is a very logical choice to go on there too. I'm actually gonna my legacy pick that will stay on the team is gonna be Wonder Woman. Okay. I, I think, think that's fair. There's not there are a bunch of Wonder Girls, but I don't think any of them are as strong as Wonder Woman. I don't think any of them are as strong as Wonder Woman. Who else do I got? I got three more spots to fill. Yeah. Oh man. Let's throw Be- Blue Beetle in there for the cyborg. Jaime? Yeah, Jaime, okay. Jaime Reyes. Gosh, who else is there? <laughs> There's so many people that I know I'm forgetting. Uh let me I need to look up a list. Yeah, I can throw out some names yeah, yeah, yeah. while you do this. Uh Martian Manhunter. In my okay. like, because I feel like he's such a strong character, but he's a strong character who needs to be tied to a team. Mm-hmm. He can't carry his own solo. Book. Oh yeah, oh, a speedster. Duh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, uh, I'm gonna put, uh, Bart Allen on the team. Bart Allen, interesting. Bart. Yeah, okay. I, I, I want, I want, I want new characters who have not been part I, of it before. I love Impulse, besides, so I'm besides Wonder Woman. I have one more spot. I would also put Batgirl on the list. I feel like okay. I feel like Nightwing, I get why people want him on the team. Batgirl, I think it's more qualified. And I, I'm talking about Barbara Gordon. Yeah. Here. I I obviously like Batgirl or Barbara as Oracle more, but I feel like if you put her in the Justice League seat, then I'd be more fine with her taking up the Batgirl uh, cowl. Okay. I do think you need a Green Lantern on there, so I'd put, on, I'd put in Joe. Yeah, I'll put in her too. I think a Lantern being on there is good. Yeah. And then I think having hmm, this is tough because now I'm now I'm kind of you have to kind of start being a little bit more picky because I only have three more spots. Yeah. If we're go if we're talking about a powerhouse character, I have Shazam. Mm-hmm. See, so I have Martian Manhunter, Batgirl, Shazam, Joe. I think I hmm, yeah, and then I do think I probably need some like newer up and coming characters. So I'd probably throw in Yar Floor because I am a fan of hers. And then I also think that she would be really fun with Barbara. I think they would get along really well. And then uh having Zatanna on there I think would also obviously I'm a big Zatanna fan. Yeah, your your team is I'm fi- I like a little Do you think I need to have a tech person on since I already have Shazam in the magic field? Yeah, I feel like your team's a little more these are the characters I like. Well, yeah. And and less like well, a potential thing that could in fact happen. Like the fact that there's no super on there is a is like a, a glaring um well, like absence. 
yeah, but the problem is, is that there just aren't a lot of interesting. I thought about putting Power Girl on there, mm-hmm. but I don't want Supergirl just because I feel like Barbara and uh, Yara are kind of close to her in personality. The reason I was considering Zatanna is because Zatanna is traditionally a Justice League character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get wanting to have a tech person. If you're going to have a tech person, I don't really like Cyborg on the Justice League. I don't either. And that really just kind of leaves you with Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he would be a bad pick. So I'd put, if we, I can drop Zatanna and put Blue Beetle on. But in that thing, you have like kind of the elder statesman. Uh, you have, you have kind of the younger character coming up. You have the lantern. The only thing you don't have on my team is, is a speedster and a super. I don't think you need a super though, especially if you have a like a power house that is Shazam. Because yeah. Shazam operates as a super. He does, but lacks like, I don't know, the experience that comes with, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. A member of the super family. Yeah, I don't know with. It depends because Billy, Billy Batson is forever 10. <laughs> like, yeah, like <laughs> I, my idea would, is that Billy Batson would be a little older and yeah. beat, he would have been Shazam for a little bit. Yeah. But I also, th- you also have to remember Martian Manhunter is very powerful. Yeah, this is true. They have to nerf him <laughs> continually to make him like not the best. Yeah. And like, it, I think, I don't know. I think it would also be interesting to have a less powerful Justice League. Yeah. But anyway, I think yours would win in a fight. But I think my character, I think I would have a lot of interesting character dynamics in mind. Well, it's the Justice League book, so we'll never get that. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> you haven't. Tell me I'm wrong. I haven't read the new <laughs> Justice League. Maybe it's good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there have been good Justice League comics in the past. Yeah. We'll see if there's ever another one. Well, I'll about wrap, it, wrap us up. What do you got for me? Yeah, let me go get it. Um, so ignore the title on the book. Okay. Because this trade is a collection of everything that Darwin Cook wrote that's like Gotham focused. Okay. Um, Darwin Cook's one of my favorite uh, comic book writers. He kind of came into it late in his career, so he didn't write that much before he died. Um, but one of the things he did write is what we're going to read today, which is a Catwoman story called Selena's Big Score. Selena's, ooh, excuse me, Selena's Big Score. Okay, yeah. we haven't covered really, we haven't covered anything Catwoman. No, we haven't. And uh, this is kind of also, you know, it's we're sticking in the DC universe like we have been recently, but we're Fine, going it's from, better. We're going to like super grounded with this. Cool. Um, no superheroes, no capes, none of that stuff. Just a a pulpy story with Catwoman. Okay. Sounds good. Well, if you're excited to see what that brings, be sure to follow and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. And also give us a five-star rating while you're at it. It gets us up in the charts and just gets more people to join in on the comic book fun with us. You can also email us at allany52podcast at gmail.com with your reviews and recommendations. We're always looking for new stuff to read. Um, even though I think lately we have been pretty planned out as it is, which is surprising. There was a period where I was stretching every week. I would love some recommendations for indie stuff. Mm-hmm. I do have an indie series that once it wraps up, I'm bringing it on the pod. But you know, it's it's one of those problems where it's like most of the indie stuff I know is on is like in the middle of its story right now. So, and I know we have a lot of fun stuff coming up in the month of October. So be sure to be ready for that, and we'll see you next week with Catwoman the Big Score, Selena's Big Score, right on.